government-mandated podcast is made possible by an order from the federal government. The haunting and everlasting beauty of Angela Lansbury and listeners like you. Well, it's time to cast some pod. Let's pod some cast. Let's get this thing going. Yep. Let's uh, throw our fishing pole into the into the river. That's how you fish. You cast that pod. You get a pod. You bring it back. And uh, you, you bring the fish to your lover. Bring the fish to your lover. Yes. <laughs> Definitely do that. Yeah. That's a, that's an old America's top model. Joke. Yes. For those in the know. That is, that is like you and me and maybe my sister Kathleen that are going to crack the fuck up at that. <laughs> Uh, then you, then you get your cast, your, your podcast. Now, what are you trying to catch with this, this cast? Well, you're trying, you're trying to catch pods and you, once you get a pod, you bring it to shore and you look at it and you take a picture of it so you can show everyone what a big pod you have. Oh my, all the other pod people are going to be jealous of Mm -hmm. your big old pod, your big old swinging pod. And then catch and release, release it back into the wild so that it can procreate and make more baby pods. Mm, Sustainability. I like that. I like that. Yes. We're, but, we're thinking green here. Well, before you do that, though, I think it's important that you take the pod and scrape the pod's underbelly, get all that sweet pod caviar, <laughs> take it back, maybe, maybe put it on like a townhouse. A townhouse. Okay. I know you mean a cracker, but uh, my first thought was building. <laughs> well, that, 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 that's part of my new get-rich-quick scheme, mm-hmm. which is putting caviar shingles on townhouses. It seems very decadent. Yeah. It's going to melt every time it rains. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. You that's have why. to re-roof after every downpour. Oh, I know. That's, that's why it's, it's recession-proof, basically. <laughs> recession-proof. Yeah. How can we go wrong? <laughs> okay, so enough about my, my new get-rich-quick scheme. Mm-hmm. We need to get this thing done. We need to get this thing over with. I'm going to hurry. i got places to go, places to go, people to, to be. Back people up. to be. Yeah. People to run over works. with your fast feet. A man has no face. A man has no name. <laughs> uh, you do always leave me in the dust whenever we are uh, walking. So yeah, I just I don't know. I'm always kind of a little bit in a hurry to get places mm-hmm. so that I can move on to the next thing. It's not like I have anything important to do most of the time. It's just, <laughs> most of the time, it's just getting home and uh, playing more Mario Kart or something. Got to hurry up and get home. Yeah, got to play up. that twenty-year-old fucking game. <laughs> Not even twenty, more than that, maybe. Oh no, yeah, it's 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 more like uh, almost thirty at this point. Let's see, it's ninety-two. No, no, that's like twenty-four years, twenty-four years. Old as balls. Yeah. It can it can vote. It can drink. Oh, Mario Kart's drunk as fuck. It can rent a car. <laughs> it can it can rent a Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. I'm just always a little bit in a hurry to get places, and I don't want people to think it's because I don't like them or. I think they're holding me up. It's just, uh, I, I just naturally like that. I know. I know that you are. Other people, they're conceited. They probably think it has something to do with them, though. Well, I'm not like that, because I'm so amazing. Right. Proving my point. <laughs> so, Ryan, I, I, have a, I have a neat hypothetical for you. Okay. Since it's, uh, it's right now, it's summertime. Which summertime means, fun time. Yes, it's summertime grill time, which means... <laughs> 
Uh, we can bust out the grill that we don't have. Right. Okay. Step number one, buy a grill. <laughs> Step number two, fire it up. Step number three, cook on it. Step number four, throw it away. Yes. Because we're never going to clean it. Yeah, probably not. That's why I recommend <laughs> that we knock out the fat and not the flavor and just go forming with it. That's the way to go. Like the old college days when you were a real <laughs> rule breaker. I did. I had a foreman grill in my dorm room that I would cook chicken breast on because I wanted to cause a fire. <laughs> yeah, you were a real rule breaker. Unlike me, I was a model student. <laughs> Only a model student that got accused of squatting. Yeah. Have you told that story on the podcast yet? Yeah, I, I don't think you have. I don't think I have. Um, Please tell RJ, tell me about the time that you found jeans and that you were squatting in a dorm room um it was my freshman year of college and i was moving into the dorms and they assigned me a dorm room and i went up to said dorm room i opened said dorm room and went inside only to find that there were mattresses stacked everywhere <laughs> yeah appara- ceiling high mattresses yeah, apparently this was some <laughs> sort of storage room i would later discover but i didn't know that yeah i just knew it was the room they had assigned to me And you thought it was a sort of princess in the pea situation? Yes. So I did what any logical person would do, (laughs) and I built a mattress fortress. Mm -hmm. And only to find, as I was building the mattress fortress, I found a pair of, like, random jeans that were in the room. (laughs) Just one one random pair of jeans. This tells me, my idea is that these jeans got there because somebody went in there to do some furious boning. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's a good idea. I just assumed they were like, oh, it's too hot. I got to go to sleep. <laughs> Better take these jeans off. <laughs> and my princess in the pee room. <laughs> but yeah, they took those jeans off and left them. And I took them and washed them. And I wore those jeans because I'm a classy dude. Yep. I got to say, they were a good wash for me. <laughs> But yeah, the next morning, the security busted into that room and they- <laughs> Okay, no, wait, 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 wait. You say they busted into the room. Well, Do you mean they like- the key Okay, the I was going to say, did they <laughs> kick in the room and go, RJ Kreiner, get the fuck out of here. Uh, no, it was more of a uh, straight up, we have a key because you know, right. <laughs> we own the joint. Um, but yeah, they, they came in and they informed me that I was squatting and that I was in big trouble, mister, in a, and they did so in a Michelle from Full House voice. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so back to that hypothetical. Right. Now let's get away from jeans, I think. Get away from found jeans found and squatting. Jeans, which I may or may not still have somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> I'm probably not skinny enough to fit in those jeans anymore. Those are are some young man's jeans. Yes, yes. I was thinking about a hypothetical since we're in the summer and it's grilling time. Mm -hmm. Summertime grilling time. And we are hot dog hamburger people. Yes. We enjoy grilling. We enjoy hot dogs and hamburgers. And uh, we don't enjoy cleaning the grill. No. Which is why we don't own one. (laughs) That's very true. In fact, we, we, we had one. One came with the house. Well, I didn't know when it had last been cleaned, and I didn't want to fix it. No. So I no. We put didn't. Out, yeah, we just put it out on the curb, and somebody <laughs> came and took it. Yeah. It was a little baby grill. Don't get excited. No. It was a joke grill. It was a pretend ha-ha grill. Imagine, if you will, Rayan, you're in a post-apocalyptic world. Okay. And you can only eat one food for the rest of your life. Do you take hamburgers or hot dogs? For me, it's gonna have to be it's gonna have to be hamburgers. Ooh, I I don't I don't know if I agree with that pick. What's do you mind explaining? Explain yourself now. What's going <laughs> on? 
Well, um, I just like hamburgers better in general. Uh, they got that big beefy taste that the ladies crave. <laughs> I don't know. I, I hear a lot of guys crave that too. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I totally respect that. Mm-hmm. I just, I prefer the construction and the flavor of a hamburger to a hot dog. I see. I, I, I'm going to have to disagree with you on this. This doesn't surprise me. Because you are hot dog trash. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> but I don't know. I just think when it comes to a hot dog, and remember this is in a post-apocalyptic world. Right. I, I think that you can't beat the portability of a hot dog. Right. If, um, if you're going to be a nomad, okay, you hold on. be a hot dog nomad. Hold your horses, buddy. <laughs> well, I can't. What kind of toppings are we talking on this hot dog? Oh, the usual. Are we talking about a single stripe of ketchup? Because, okay, yeah, that seems pretty portable. But are we talking about your preferred topping <laughs> method, which is, I believe, the Venezuelan style? It is indeed. Uh, which is shredded cabbage, crumbled up potato chip, mayonnaise, mustard, ketchup, chopped up little onions. Am I missing anything? Uh, no, I think you pretty much nailed it. Yeah. Piled high as if it were a mountain. A mountain of delicious flavor. Sure. Yeah. But I just, I call into question the portability of such a uh, poorly constructed construct. <laughs> well, okay, if we're, if, we're, if we're keeping score over here, mm -hmm. we're, tallying, we're tallying the meats here. Oh, we're, we're tallying all the meats. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to take you to task on your burgers then. Cause, okay. Because I, I don't think you're uh, scarce on your burger toppings. You like your, uh, your lettuce and your tomato. Mm -hmm. And, I do. And your Heinz 57 and French fries. <laughs> well, you're not wrong about that, but I think we should leave Jimmy Buffett out of it. <laughs> yeah, I guess if he came in, he would probably be on your side, really. I think so. He's Team Cheeseburger Paradise. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you like a lot of stuff on your burgers, too. That's just going to slide right out the side. Well, not if you hold the burger properly, or oh. if perhaps you had a, uh, as they like to do, put a little... Pieces of waxed paper around one end. Okay, for a minute I thought you were going to say put a little English on it. <laughs> like you got to just you gotta <laughs> hit that burger at a certain angle to give it the right well, curve. Well, okay, if it was like a slider style, then you could just like pop it in your mouth. Okay, okay. Well, in this world, if sliders exist, I might have to come over to Team Burger. I think mm -hmm. Team Burger is the best team. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. Team Hot Dog. Team Hot Dog for life. Hot Dog trash. <laughs> Uh, okay, enough about post-apocalyptic hamburger <laughs> hot dog scenarios. Um, why, why are we doing this podcast, Ryan? Okay, so I was giving my boy R2 an oil bath, as you do, uh, when I happened across a recording. Now, it was only a partial recording, but it showed Uncle Sam, and he had a look in his eyes, a plaintive look, and he said, Help me, Govman Pod. You're my only hope. His only hope of what? I wonder. Getting a quality podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I just like to think maybe he needs us to blow up an exhaust port on Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> uh, maybe so. Maybe so. That's maybe how you shut that fucker down. Yeah. I, I used to bullseye womp rats in my, uh, in my <laughs> drone. In my drone flying. Have, uh, have your drone flying? Yeah, my drone flying. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever thought about how womp rats sounds like something racist? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Now I do. <laughs> it 
paints Luke Skywalker as a much less sympathetic character. He's a monster. Yep. He he went to Tashi Station <laughs> with, all his, with all his white privilege. <laughs> He's like, oh, look at me. I'm from the farm. I don't know nothing about galactic civilization. <laughs> I don't know. Whenever I hear womp rats, I just think, womp, there it is. Which is what he said when he shot them. Yeah, that's what I would say. <laughs> Because I live perpetually in, like, 1992, mm-hmm. playing my Mario Kart. Yep. Okay, so I think that's uh, going to make this episode nine of Government Mandated Podcast. Government Mandated Podcast is a podcast being done to avoid jail time, and also um, so that Uncle Sam and his hopes will be attained. Yes. But, RJ, we've had enough silly talk. I need you to tell me what you haven't been telling me. What what haven't you been telling me this week? All right. Well, I guess since we're done with silly talk, that leaves only serious talk. Yes. I want serious, serious faces and serious discussion from you. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's making a samurai face right now. Very serious. Okay. Well, then well, what I haven't been telling you is I, I recently saw a pretty, pretty good movie trailer. Okay. And uh, I don't know if you've heard about this one. It's called Soul Searching. Okay. Uh, and soul is spelled S-E-O-U-L. Uh-huh. As in Seoul, South Korea. Right. It is about a group of Koreans all from different countries, and they, I guess they were all born in Korea, but... They've they lived most of their lives someplace else. Right. They moved away at very young ages, and they wanted to come back to re- rediscover their culture. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Sort of thing. A roots-finding mission. Yeah, and um, it looked really uh, sweet and touching, and it looked very much in the vein of a of a John Hughes movie. Okay, uh, they got detention. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, in in so much as like they were all very different. Like there was like the punk one, okay, and, like, the gotcha. preppy one, the gotcha. more pop one. Like g- Koreans can be anything. Oh yeah, and see, that's I guess that's why I, I liked. Uh, part of why I like this trailer is like mm-hmm. it was a John Hughes movie where there wasn't a racist Asian character because they were all Asian. <laughs> that is that is uh, perhaps the worst thing about John Hughes movies. I wanted to ask you too. Uh, do you have any? Do you have any real attachment to John Hughes movies? And like, do you have any nostalgia for that? Not really. No. I've seen The Breakfast Club. Definitely. I have seen one of the other ones. I want to say. 16 candles but don't quote me on that it might have been pretty in pink as far as i know those are the same movie <laughs> i'm a little hit and miss with john hughes i, I gotta yeah. say because i'm i'm like you in that uh i'm not crazy about 16 candles and pretty in mm-hmm. pink and i know this is gonna make me sound like some sort of uh, pariah but i'm not really crazy about the breakfast club either but uh <laughs> ferris bueller's day off is a now okay i forget classic. i forget often that that is a John Hughes yeah, movie. Yeah, I mean, that's my shit. Uh, I absolutely love Uncle Buck to death. I don't believe I've seen Uncle Buck. Oh, oh. Now I'm going to do that guy thing and be like, you haven't seen Uncle Buck? you got to see Uncle Buck. I'm going to strap you to this chair and we're going to watch Uncle Buck. Yeah, I'm going to tape your eyelids open and we're going to watch <laughs> Uncle Buck. Oh, man, he makes such big pancakes. I guess. But, uh, yeah, I, I absolutely adore Uncle Buck and uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Mm-hmm. It's one of my all-time No, you did make me watch that one. I do love that one so much. <laughs> That one was good. I enjoyed basically, that one. Basically, I love any John John Hughes movies that have John Candy in them, apparently. You're like, double John. That's what I want. <laughs> so, 
Soul Searching. I think I'm going to go check that one out if I get okay. a chance. Which... Well, it's not going to come to our theater. No, probably not. Our theater exclusively carries movies featuring white faces with American flags behind them. Yeah. Probably, probably some kind of Christian propaganda film. Oh, they're showing... Don't act like they ain't showing God Isn't Dead too. <laughs> now, does... I, I don't know. I haven't looked at the IMDb page for God Isn't Dead 2. No, is Kevin Sorbo in this one, too? <laughs> I assume. I, that's just what he does now, right? Hercules appearances at, at Comic-Cons and, and uh, Christian movies. I think so. I think so. That sounds right to me. So, Ran, um, I wanted to ask you, what haven't you been telling me? Okay. Well, I'm having a kind of... Uh, I'm, I was doing some pondering. Doing some... Thoughtful thinking. Yeah, you were out in the Zen garden, ripping away. <laughs> um, so at work, there was a, uh, a person who was getting married. And so we passed around a greeting card, and everyone had to sign it to say, congrats on getting married. And as I was signing it, I was sitting there thinking, what the fuck do you write on a greeting card to people? Like, in general. Well, I, I think that's why so often we, we, as Americans especially, we do pre-written greeting cards. Well, I mean... So that we're just like, okay, here's something somebody else wrote. Yes, obviously that's that's nice. a number one. If I'm greeted we with are a... the content aggregators. We're the fat Jews <laughs> of birthdays um, in this country. Anyway. <laughs> if I'm greeted with a completely blank greeting card... That's like a nightmare scenario for me. Like you have to write whatever sort of token you're supposed to be conveying with this. So you have to write something from the heart is what you're saying. Yes, I don't like it. I well, don't want to write anything. I don't want to write. I don't. I, I Even in this greeting card that was essentially like, hey, congrats on getting married, young lady. And then everyone signs it. Congrats. I'm sitting there thinking. What the fuck do I write to this person? I don't know her super well, but I would say that we're beyond nodding acquaintances, but we're not, like, friends. Well, I think when it comes to that, I think it's gotta be the men who hold high places to be the ones who start. <laughs> so that... <laughs> so that you could just have a real easy time slipping in on that. Uh... You can really uh, just slide in there and be like, ah, Susan, I've always enjoyed your uh, birthday cakes when they come out at the office. See, that's like, what do you write? Like, on a birth, on a, let's say we're doing a wedding card. I hope you and your husband enjoy banging. Uh, <laughs> I hope you don't get a divorce. Um, <laughs> Good luck on hubby number one. Yeah. Uh, don't worry, it'll get easier. <laughs> or uh, uh, don't worry, being married is just like not being married, except now you have a document. <laughs> you could just write. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger, right? I don't know. It's it's. I feel a lot of pressure to to write something cute, but uh, I don't have any ideas of what to write that's cute. I don't think anyone expects to read anything clever or. Particularly RJ. Hard. Yeah, when they open a greeting card. It's they do. No, they don't. I don't think I've ever. All right, Ray. <laughs> Maybe right, fellas quick, real don't. Quick, real quick. Tell me right now, top five handwritten greeting cards you've ever received in your life. Go. Ever received? Yep. Hand, top five greeting cards. Handwritten greeting card. Yeah. I couldn't tell you one. Exactly. No, no one knows. Like, 
they'll have a momentary like, oh, that was sweet. And then it'll leave their mind and they'll be like, oh, my God, I wonder if the fucking but, uh, champagne guy got here on time. But, oh, my God, we're, our wet bar is going to be totally empty. It's going to be a dry bar. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if I wrote a terrible greeting card, they'd remember it because they'd be like, oh, my God, does she not know how to interact with human beings? Well, I think you'd have to try really hard to write a terrible one. Hello, fellow human. Enjoy the coupling that you are about to experience. <laughs> Enjoy entangling all of your finances. Yes. Enjoy possible reproduction. Yes, if that is your choice. <laughs> you shall bring some fine human specimens into this planet. I am sure your children will be acceptable. <laughs> acceptable. Anyway, so this this comes up anytime there's like an event, including like birthdays, which I feel like I I I usually just write happy B day and I write the B day so that I seem like I'm a little like more interesting than writing oh. out birthday. <laughs> oh man, whoever came up with this B day thing, it was <laughs> It's like, "Oh man, she's a little funny." Like which, which funny day, haha, not funny day, weird. Which day could they mean? <laughs> They're so cryptic and mysterious. I also draw a little happy face next to my name. Oh, that's good. So that's that good. so that I'm cool and fun. Well, I don't know. I truth truth told, I have the same problem really when I'm when I'm on Twitter and somebody's yeah. birthday comes around and I have to. Then you're like, uh, congratulations on surviving. Yeah, yeah. I have to try to try to pretend I'm clever for like one tweet. I think that's I've how got, we where should translate like years worth of tweets proving that I'm not. <laughs> I think that's how we should greet one another on our birthdays now. Congratulations on surviving. I, I think that gets said more often than you think. <laughs> because we're living in a in a zombie-obsessed world. <laughs> Just covers of Cosmo magazines. It's like, yeah. are, will you survive another year? Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's what I hadn't been telling you. But now I've told you. And now you know. I have been told. Um, so I think with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back... Ran has some books for us to judge. Hey, bro, you like snacking healthy but don't like that ungendered granola? I got you with all new Manola. Granola for men. See, that's like the name. It's man and granola. Pretty clever. It's got everything that appeals to a bro with great ingredients like toasted oats and honey, hearty nuts, and an occasional indulgence of decadent chocolate nips that'll go straight to your thighs. Good thing tomorrow's leg day, bro. Our manola is made with all natural ingredients, too. No artificial crap. It tastes like a serene river whose waters have not known the touch of a man. And also no GMOs. Get in touch with the global consciousness. Your carbon footprint is both a means to keep the planet beautiful for future generations and a fucking sick way to brag about that dong. You know what they say about guys with small carbon footprints, right? So head to your local farmer's market today and ask for a full bag of Manola. You'll know you've got the right bag when they slide that badass hand-stitched linen tote across the counter. Manola, a product of Binarica. Hey, thanks for listening to those commercials. I hope that you enjoyed them. I hope that you bought them. I hope you bought them all. You have to finance us. Yes, and if you don't, I fear there'll be a huge economic podcast collapse. 
Yep. The banks have bet against us. You really have to help us beat them. Right. That's the only way to win. All right, RJ, are you ready to play? Let's judge a book by its title. I am. Um, But in case I've forgotten how to play this game, let's just say. You're going to judge a book by its title is what's going to happen. Okay, how's this game work? I don't don't understand games, Ryan. Okay. I have gone to a place on the internet. I have gathered up some fun-sounding books. Is this place called literatica.com? No, it's not. It's called audible.com. <laughs> Maybe I'll go there for my next batch. We'll see. They don't write uh, synopses, I don't think, on Literatica, though. I'm going to read a book title. RJ is going to, by, by means of title only, guess what this book's about. And then I'm going to tell him how catastrophically wrong he got it by reading the synopsis. Yes, and I will be very good at this because ever since of that semester, I studied abroad and I was... I was studied abroad, a wink wink uh, cigar <laughs> waggle. No, I've never studied that. That's why my, <laughs> my basic understanding of, of, of female wants and needs are pretty minimal. Oh, you don't give yourself enough credit. Wink, yes. wink, cigar waggle. Oh. <laughs> wink, wink, cigar waggle. Like the saddest wink, wink, cigar waggle ever. Done by Droopy Dog or something. You know what? I'm going to wink and waggle a cigar. RJ, let's get started on this game. Okay, so what's the first book? All right. This is uh, Infatuation. Just infatuation? Okay, I will give you the colon rest of title. Please. Infatuation, colon, Knights Rebels MC. <laughs> okay, is the knight spelled as in a jouster or as in... Uh, Knigget. When it gets... Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, so it's infatuation, Knights MC. Knights Rebels. Knights Rebels MC. Knights Rebels MC. Okay. Okay. Uh, this book is a romance book mm-hmm. that takes place uh, exclusively in a motorcycle club house <laughs> where uh, our main character, John Rhodes. John Rhodes. Because his, his name is also... You know, it's Rhodes, but Rhodes, like, he also drives, drives on, on them. Rhodes gotcha. Because he's, he's a biker. Yes. You're catching the way that these books usually go. Yeah. His name is John Rhodes, and uh, he's got to win the affections of Sadie, Sadie Turner. Turner. <laughs> I don't know. The lady love interests always seem to have, like, the most generic They names. do. They do. All right, so we're going to go with Sadie Turner. So, All right, Sadie uh, John, Turner and John, John Rhodes. Yeah, John Rhodes is going to win the affections of Sadie Turner. This is very wholesome sounding, uh, actually. Yeah, it's real all-American. <laughs> but, uh, so they're in their, their motorcycle clubhouse, which is this is where it's set. I imagine this being in a tree, by the way, because if you're saying clubhouse. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it's pretty decadent, though, with all the meth money from all the meth. <laughs> And uh, so he's got a winner over through a series of, uh, I don't know, let's see, they're also knights. So also they're, I don't know, he's got to prove he's the most racist in their KKK (laughs) meetings. 
oh, this is taking a harsh turn. Yeah. I mean, I was okay with meth dealing, but now we're bringing racism into it, and that's a bridge too far. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So he really proves himself when he's like, hey, what's up, Sadie? I'm voting Trump. And she's like, oh, my goodness. Ooh, steal my heart. Oh, my goodness. He's going to build a wall. <laughs> Did you see when he shouted out to that one black guy in the audience? It was so good. <laughs> he was just one step away from calling him boy. It was oh, so man. good. So, yeah, that's um, that's what this book's about. Okay. Why don't you tell me how right I am? Well, RJ, this time, because I gave you the full title... You, you you aren't as as off as normal. <laughs> you mean I'm as right as I always am. Same as it ever was. <laughs> Here we go. Bo McIntyre is driven. <laughs> Sorry. I was so close with John Rhodes. Like, I mean, not really, obviously, but in that, like, wholesome all-American. Yeah, yeah. Bo McIntyre is driven by a past smothered in blood and covered in bruises. If you've ever used the word smothered and you weren't <laughs> talking about a pillow or gravy, I just don't... Smothered chicken is what I want, not smothered in blood. Right? Come on, Bo, get it together. I want a little bit of that, that old white stuff. <laughs> None of that old white stuff. Which is what a lady at Ransworth calls bad biscuit gravy. Yep. That old white stuff. <laughs> Though tragic, it's helped shape his future and define the man he's become. Day in and day out, Bo is reminded of his failures in the face of the women he saves. But what happens when one girl threatens to blow all that apart? Will Bo lose his grip on the controlled lifestyle he abides by? <laughs> they remind him of all his failures. Like that time he went out for the vape world trips. <laughs> Vape Tricks World Championships 2015. <laughs> and he just he just couldn't he couldn't, he couldn't do him. it. Couldn't couldn't quite get he there. He didn't have the tricks. No, he couldn't do that thing where like he inhales and then he like flicks his own cheek and makes the smoke come out at just the right time and <laughs> just the right shape. Mackenzie Moore is running from the past she needs to forget. A past that has molded her into a woman living in fear. One fateful night, her carefully constructed world is pulled down around her, forcing her to make decisions she's not sure she can live with. She shouldn't have made her world out of Legos if she didn't want it to. To be fair. Yeah. Yeah. You thought it was carefully constructed, but without that guidebook that tells you exactly <laughs> what to build and how to build it, yeah. you're just... You're you're not, you don't have the structural integrity required. Boy, that bothers me about modern Legos, by the way. <laughs> I know. Here's a bucket. Build exactly this and nothing else. Yep. Yep. Fuck your creativity. <laughs> Turning to the Knights Rebels MC for the for help is the last thing she wants, but everything she needs. <laughs> they know what she needs better than she does. Yeah. Here's the most important part of the uh the synopsis. And that's a warning. Contains mature themes. <laughs> mature themes like uh how to out. save for retirement <laughs> see i was thinking like the opposite of mature like oh a lady runs around with a rebel biker so <laughs> mature uh i think but yeah like ideally yeah you would open this book and it's full of like 401k information <laughs> and now that you've made it to the knights rebels motorcycle club mackenzie moore now that you've made it here <laughs> We need to sit you down and have a talk with you about your 401k. Yes. Have you put any money in a Roth IRA? <laughs> uh, 
Have you ever thought about uh, perhaps taking some of that money and retiring to Florida? Have you thought about that? <laughs> I don't know. Is Florida even a place people retire to anymore? Is there, or is that just? Uh, I know. I know that my boss is. So okay. Do they still like not tax retirement money? Or I something don't. He like hasn't that? said anything about that. I don't know. I don't really know. I think people just like to go down there because they don't want to have to drive in the snow anymore. Mm. Well, I would hate it. It would be so freaking rainy. Oh my and god, hot no! And gross. If I'm going to the hot lands, I'll go to the dry hot lands. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah, if I, we must, if we must retire in our dotage to the hot lands. Yes, I will go to the desert and I will be a Bedouin RJ. <laughs> we'll get you a yurt. Yes, I'm living that yurt life. <laughs> All right, RJ, we're on to our next book. Okay, let's uh, let's hear it. What do you got? Okay, I will preface this in 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 saying that I don't know if this is an actual book per se, because Amazon and Amazon. Excuse me. Audible is dealing in some sort of weird, weird audio programs these days. Okay, so this is maybe a rival podcast. I I don't know if I can. Here's here's what I'm saying. This thing is 42 minutes long. Is what I know about this. But uh, RJ, tell me about sniff tests. (laughs) Sniff tests. Yes, multiple tests about sniffing. Okay. All right. All right. All right, Rand. Strap in, because this one is. Every bit as gross as you'd expect. <laughs> Snip Tests is a simple audio guide to one bro's adventures. Oh, God. In holding his hand up to a fellow bro and going, hey, smell my finger. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just add it to the list of like. Hey, dudes out there. Dudes out there. If you've ever done that, it's gross. <laughs> if you've ever done it to another dude, you're gross. If you've ever had it done to you, I'm sorry that you had to put up with that gross shit that your gross friend did. What if they were just holding their hand up and they were like, hey, hey, smell my finger. And then the other guy was like, oh, lilac, that's lovely. <laughs> if these are professional perfume makers which i am absolutely sure there's a word for but i can't think of it scentologists (laughs) sniffographers that's the only time it's appropriate what well what if they were like hey smell my finger and they were like oh lemon zest that's really good what kind of hand soap do you use but they wouldn't say finger rj that's the fucking important thing right there you're right. Sm- smell this and smell my finger are like mm-hmm. very different things. Yeah. If it's... somebody wants you to do something with their finger, it's always bad. You ever yes. notice that? Fingers are the worst. No, no. Everyone either. chop off your fingers. We'll have a much better world. <laughs> no, that's not yeah. true. Good. Then I'll... Everyone... Yeah. No. Don't listen to her. Everyone chop your fingers off and I will dominate it Overwatch. It'll be great. <laughs> I can... I can finally buy and play Overwatch and not <laughs> and not get owned by a bunch of twelve year olds and want to cry. Anyway, okay. so what's what's this book? Uh, now that we've gone off, book, what's this book? Maybe not book. Uh, what's it really about? <laughs> okay, now uh, this is sniff tests colon the nose nose parentheses the big shots bull. <laughs> How many subtitles can we give this thing? There may be a theme today. I'm just saying. Um... This chapter-level audiobook can change the way you listen to big shots. Mostly business persons with a snapshot or two of politicians, 
as they pontificate for public consumption and personal gain. <laughs> You'll recognize the spin, that dastardly polite euphemism for lies that the advertising slash PR folks coined years ago to anoint their profession with a bit of undeserved dignity. Yeah, that was right after they picked up Lucky Strike. <laughs> And uh, that one guy ran over that other guy's foot with a riding lawnmower. <laughs> ah, Mad Men references. Those are very timely. Yes. I love you. Um, <laughs> in the process, you might gain a more realistic grasp of what's going on around you and how your mind is being manipulated or brainwashed. In all modesty, you're in good hands. Some would say the best, which would be could be considered bullshit in itself. Who cares? <laughs> is this is this book written by Penn and Teller? Like, <laughs> like what's what's going on here? I don't know, but this guy's insane. I would be the first in line for an honorary doctorate in bullshit by some stretch. <laughs> the fact that he said bullshit too just really <laughs> gives credence to my previous claim. <laughs> If by some stretch of academic chutzpah it were tendered by any of the world's great universities. Actually, I could easily make the case that degrees in business communications or political sciences are really degrees in bullshit, but that's another book. <laughs> Do you want me to continue? Because there is still fucking more of this. He Holy wrote his whole God. book as the synopsis for his book. Apparently so. <laughs> wow. This uh, this guy's got some real conspiracies. I wonder how he feels about jet fuel and steel beams. That's... <laughs> oh, I'm sure he's thoughts. said chemtrails more than once. <laughs> It, it just, and that's the sort of casual thing that he'll just slip into a greeting card in an office. Mm-hmm. He's like, watch out for those chemtrails. Enjoy your honeymoon. 9-11 uh, was an inside job. Have a good one. <laughs> Have a good weekend. Happy three-day weekend. I'm going to jump to the end of this. Oh, please. You'll laugh out loud many times as you wander through my words. My cheeky, <laughs> witty, acerbic, in-your-face style is... <laughs> Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> okay, when it comes to this particular description of uh -huh. this book, I can I can deal with calling yourself witty. I can uh -huh. deal with calling yourself witty uh, acerbic. I can deal with calling yourself in your face even. <laughs> but calling yourself all three just seems and like... And cheeky. Oh, and cheeky too. Oh, man. Like, if you're going to layer that sort of shit, it just... I've never used this earnestly. And I probably never will again, but man, it, it's so fucking try-hard. Like... <laughs> uh, you'll resonate. See yourself and your bosses in many of my damning examples as clearly as if you had lived them. Yes, which you haven't because, you know, you, you don't belong to corporate advertising America like I apparently do. <laughs> and and have gotten a writing degree from funnierdie.com. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so that was sniff tests. Ah, oh, sniff tests. Colon, the nose nose, parentheses, big shots bull. <laughs> okay, so you really want to download and listen to that uh, book? Podcast? Podcast book? I don't know. It's on Audible. Uh, they will charge you a whole credit for it, or you can pay like, I think, $3 and download it and listen to it. I wouldn't do it. No, I I would I think he wrote everything he needed to in the synopsis. Snipsness. <laughs> 
Yeah, I would instead recommend listening to a little show called Government Mandated Podcast. I think it's the best podcast. It's pretty good. I and I hear it's not, free too. Not to toot my own horn, but I think we've got some cheeky, witty, acerbic, in your face style. <laughs> I will toot my own horn and I'll even go so far as to say we just don't give a fuck. <laughs> I just clapped on mic. Sorry. I try not to do that. Um, <laughs> are you ready for the last book today? Oh, absolutely. Let's let's hear. Let's I'm going to I'm going to read you the whole title. <laughs> like I said, we might have a theme today. Who is he? Colon. The Black Hoax. Colon. Identity and identity crisis. Colon. Who? <laughs> <laughs> All right. This book. Book six. Yeah, book six, which is titled <laughs> Colon, 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 Colon. <laughs> is, a, is a book, uh, it is detailing all the greatest cases of CSI. <laughs> Wondering, who are you? Who, who? 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 And that was my dramatic reading of the it's opening true. line <laughs> CSI. <laughs> um, speaking of CSI, though, like, mm-hmm. when when are they going to use behind blue eyes as a CSI <laughs> theme? I can just I can just see it now, like CSI. Um, sure, Omaha. <laughs> Nobody knows what it's like to be the bad man. Put your sunglasses on. <laughs> to be the sad man. Single tear rolls down his face. Behind blue eyes, and then they zoom in on a corpse with blue eyes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, my guess, which was really good and amazing, <laughs> uh, I really gave you a lot to work with there, yeah, and I really did nothing with it. So I'm sorry <laughs> for that. But what's uh, what's this one really about? Okay, I'm going to try to read this one exactly how it's written. Uh, that's very important to me. Sally and Mindy, both real estate agents, drive around the mall's parking lot looking for Mindy's car. Mindy parked there several hours earlier, but it is nowhere to be found. Mindy is getting angry as she realizes that the people who stole her car can find where she lives through the insurance information left in the car. (laughs) She also left some real estate files in the car. She's worried about what they will do next. (laughs) Don't don't get too complicated in that sentence structure. Is this this book is written by a first year creative writing student? I should mention. I I I can only assume so. <laughs> the party they are invited to at eight seven seven Maryville is strange. Two women insist on parking Sally and Mindy's car, and after the party, the car is nowhere to be found. Okay, real quick, I just want to say also, this is super procedural. Like, <laughs> uh, like I don't know, like an episode of CSI. <laughs> I just like how, like, they're like, oh, there's some uh, insurance files in there, and also real estate. No reason to worry about it, though. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I just, the more the more you read this to me, the more I think uh, my half-hearted joke answer was uh, pretty dead on. <laughs> uh, a couple driving what looks like a cross between a dune buggy and a jeep with huge tires and a ladder picks them up. The cup. Yes? Is this that dune buggy that could talk from the Hanna-Barbera <laughs> tattoo? Car- cartoons? Um, Not tattoos. I don't have... I, don't, I, don't, I bet somebody's got a tattoo of that shit. Yeah? I, I bet know. so. 
What is that guy's name? Dune Buggy, probably. I think it is. Dune Boogie? I don't know. I don't I I won't say that no one has a tattoo of Huckleberry Hound, but I wouldn't I say. remember that it, it went like when it was talk, like it would breathe like it like yeah, it was like a car it sputtering. sputtering car, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Why do I even know what that is? <laughs> I, I blame a uh, 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 cartoon I'm cartoon too, network. I'm early young, cartoon I'm network. I'm too young and virile to know. <laughs> I don't know what my virility has to do with it, but Okay. The couple is on a wild goose chase. Later, Mindy discovers who she really is and why she was sent to Earth and what leads to her capture. A great sci-fi story. <laughs> I bet you didn't see that twist coming. <laughs> no, I really didn't. This was really like by the numbers procedural where I expected Ice Cube to show up at any moment. No, wait, Ice Tea. Fuck. Wrong ice. Wrong ice. Wrong ice. Well, we can pretend that I didn't fuck that up. He was like, are we there yet? Let me show up. See, that's the right Ice Cube. There you go. Um, there you go. He's straight out of Compton with a family-friendly movie. <laughs> I'm straight out of Compton with some nice entertainment for your fans. <laughs> anyway, so I really enjoyed the harsh turn that took, like, in the last two sentences of this, like, needlessly wordy description. Needlessly wordy, but also crazy simplistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me show you the cover, because it looks like somebody's modeling shot that they kind of, like, squished down. It's like, hey, are you going to a party? Hey, how much how much Vidal Sassoon should I buy? <laughs> it looks like if the modeling industry, instead of being interested in women that were only like six five and a hundred pounds, were like <laughs> This is like I'm going to a European dance party, is what it looks yes, like to me. Yes. That's exactly right. Let me leave the uh the estimation of women's fashion to you. <laughs> it's like a it's like a it's like a tight Scuba dress with mesh insets in the waist. Yes, it looks like perhaps uh, Dimitri from Project Runway had yes. designed it. Yes. Anyway. He's hot dog trash. <laughs> <laughs> we have that in common. Well, RJ, I don't have any more books with colons in the title for you today. So I think uh, we ought to take a commercial break. And maybe make back some of the money we lost during that segment. Yeah, we lost a ton. Oh, man. The FCC <laughs> fines we're going to have to pay. Like, during that, I whipped out a titty. It was, it was terrible. <laughs> it's an election year, which means it can be difficult to keep up with all the latest developments. You've got to stay informed, right? But who has the time? That's why we've created Ameritruth.fact a website dedicated to breaking all the stories of the day into digestible, bite-sized amuse-bouches of political flavor. Learn which One Direction member President Obama thinks is the dreamiest. Have the differences between Shiite and Sunni Muslims explained through a series of dank memes. Read our list of the top 11 ethnic cleansings. Number five will shock you. Now and then, Former world leaders who have aged at a normal rate of decay. Discover juicy scandals that rocked the corridors of America's small claims courts. So when you're looking for an opinion to adopt, think of Ameritruth.fact, the premier site for bad hot takes and cat reaction gifts to potential global collapse.
And we are back from the virtual marketplace of the modern era. Mm-hmm. I hope you went to uh, perhaps Amazon or uh, the Nile or any number of other rivers to purchase your online goods. <laughs> I, I'm partial of uh, hitting up the Yangtze. Ooh, hell yeah. The Yangtze. I yeah. can't speak. Got to hit that yellow river. <laughs> um, so now that we're back, I, I'd like to go ahead and play a little bit of Know Your Google. Okay. Tell us how that this game is played. Well, it's pretty easy. Rayanne, I know you to be a woman who is downright obsessed with that sexy man that is Google. I I love double O's. Mm-hmm. That's your main thing. Mm-hmm. It's because they look like the eyes, which are the window to the virtual soul. Mm-hmm. You could draw a little little a couple a pair of baby blues right in there. Oh yeah, it's basically Frank Sinatra. If you were. <laughs> If we were a series of algorithms. He's all, fly me to the moon. See, I like to think it's more like... Or is uh, that a more known as a Dean Martin joint? I don't know. They all sang the same oh, fucking dude, songs. I have no idea. Don't ask me anything about the Rat Pack. <laughs> all right. So um, I've got to know your Google. Right. And uh, because I know you are so in touch with Google and mm-hmm. all of its myriad ways, mm-hmm. uh, I know that if I ask you anything about a search run through Google in any of its myriad tabs, that you will know exactly... What pops up? I'll know a myriad of things about it. Oh, I know you. I know that you will. Did I say myriad too many times? You said it at least twice. So oh, well, great. I'm being a dick and calling you out. I'm well, sorry. Great. I'm very smart and I know a lot of words. So, uh, <laughs> because today is apparently National Best Friends Day. I saw that. Yes. And I think that we're going to make it the most sensual National Best Friends Day ever. Mm, we should. Yes. In the spirit of Account Grip Snatch. So I've run a number of searches related to best friends. Okay. Account Grip Snatch is a a Twitter account. Oh, yes. okay. I was making like the most puzzled face, I yes. believe. And he and he's consistently billed as the most sensual man on Twitter. Oh, okay. Sensualness is part of his brain. I am dubious. Uh, no, no, he definitely is. He definitely is. I'm he calling dropped. into question your sensuality. Mm, he's dropped a lot of things on his dick, Rand. Dropped them? Yeah. Like, just like set his dick out on the table and he's like, let me get out the Oxford English Dictionary. <laughs> just drop this shit on here. Uh, just just run a search for Count, count Grips now. I don't want to. And dropped on dick. And... Nope. I don't want to see this. <laughs> I don't want to. It's a picture. It's just, <laughs> it's just a sentence. Okay. I, I dropped a, a know your Google search on my dick. Anyway. Right. So uh, I've run a number of searches related to best friends. And uh, I'm going to ask you what pops up here. Okay. All right. So first up in Know Your Google Best Friends Edition, mm-hmm. I have run Kirk and Spock. Okay. Yes. Some classic classic besties. Two of two of the classic besties for sure. A classic uh, slash pairing as well. Uh, yes. And speaking of, <laughs> if I run- an OG. Slash pairing, if yes, you will. Per- perhaps the one that kicked it all off, really. Maybe so. If I just search in Google under the straight up, just regular Google tab. Right. If I just search Kirk and Spock. Yes. No slash modifiers. Right. No Kirk just the word and, A and D typed out. Yep. Kirk okay. and Spock. How many results does it take before I get a result related to slash fiction? Okay, I'm going to say... And uh, we'll do this by an increment of 
three. Guess within three results. Okay. That seems fair. And uh, and we'll say you got it. Well, they have just recently made some Star Trek movies with Kirk and Spock in them. That's true. So I'm going to say the first couple of results are probably going to be about these films because that's what's in the zeitgeist at the moment. Fair. Fair guess. By the way, what do you think of those movies? Do you like those at all? Or I'm lukewarm. Uh, I, I'm okay with watching them, but I'm like, I don't really want to watch them again. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think I'll agree with that. I was, I, I was perfectly entertained by the first two, but it's not something I would want. Yeah, I'm not like, man, I gotta get that. I gotta bust that out and watch it again. Whereas I feel like if you gave me a copy of Star Trek IV: The Voyage Home, <laughs> I could watch that shit right now. You'd sit down and be like, oh, man, so many whales. I'd be like, yeah, she is pregnant. How'd you know, Spock? How'd you know the whale was pregnant? Oh, nuclear vessels. <laughs> no, actually, my favorite part of that is when Scotty is at the plant where they're going to make the transparent aluminum, and he wants to use the computer, and he picks up the mouse, and he goes, hello, computer, into it. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Yes. And then Siri's like, I found a, I found a number of Yelp reviews. Um, yeah. It wouldn't be as funny if they came back to now. No, I guess not. It's better that they came back to like 1980, whatever. Yeah, that joke doesn't work so much. <laughs> Kirk and Spock together. Yes. Case, in a bedroom. S. In a bedroom, perhaps. Yes. The captain's quarters. Um, yeah, he's really studying that captain's log, am I right? It's like, am I right? It's like Mr. Spock. I need you to meet me in my quarters. We have important plans to discuss about this uh, insurmountable task that is in front of us. Why, Captain, I find the setting of our discussion to be illogical. I find your clothes to be illogical. Get them off now. <laughs> That's how it goes. I am going to say eight. I'm sorry. Oh! Eight, eight is not within the very first result. Oh, no! The very I underestimated the internet. <laughs> yeah, when you search Kirk and Spock, the very first thing that pops up is Kirk slash Spock's Wikipedia article about <laughs> their slash fiction. That is that is how much the internet wants these two dudes to burn down. They just you know, they work so hard together and they, there's not that many sh women on that ship. I mean, there's a few. There's Uhura. There's that woman with the basket weave hairdo in the first season. Uh, He's like, uh, James <laughs> Kirk, you have always been and shall always be my my dear friend. Now take off your clothes. Yes. I'm we are, we are the best of friends. Off. We need to uh, kiss on each other's mouths. <laughs> Although, to be fair, RJ, we are we are the best of friends, are we not? That is true. And we kiss on each other's mouths. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess we do kiss upon occasion. <laughs> I'm just saying, it can happen. Yeah. I do kiss your cheek every morning before I go to work. Right, like a real fucking like a real cheese ball. I love you. Sorry to get real sappy on this yep. podcast, everybody. Yep. You're laying in bed being all sleepy kid, and I always give you a kiss on the cheek before I go to work because I'm I'm totally lame like that. I love you. <laughs> I love that you're lame like that. Okay, so next up on Know Your Google, okay, Best Friends Edition. Best Friends Edition. We have Tasty and Pusey. Oh, yes. From Orange is the New Black. Correct. Yes. Uh, these are... I do love those two. Yes, these are two ladies that are the closest to friends despite their circumstances, and mm -hmm. they are 
maybe the highlight of that show, I'm going to say, actually. At least in like the most recent season or two. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're one of the number one things about that show that I... Well, I, I'll at least say they're one of the most consistent things on yes, the show that I Yes, absolutely, love. with consistency, because yeah. everything else kind of ebbs and... And, and, uh, and just mostly just ebbs. It mostly ebbs, okay. Yeah, mostly ebbs. Waxes and wanes, I think, is what I wanted. <laughs> uh, mostly wanes, right? Okay, so if I Google say tasty. Right. No other words. And then I run an image search. Uh-huh. In the top 10 results, how many are of the somewhat uh, famed scene in which Pusey, uh goes in for a kiss on Tasty? Okay. They're laying in yes. bed. Yes, I remember how that ma- scene. How many picks in the top 10 are of that scene? It is much like... Uh, yeah, Kirk I, and Spock, best people... friends cannot exist without <laughs> kissing on each other. It's a rule. Um, I believe rule 34 is I've been informed. Is that what that one was? Yep, that's what I've been told. I thought that one was if there is something, there is porn of it. Yeah, that's the same thing, right? I, okay, well, yeah. Well, I, I was... guess it's a little bit different because this one's more like if there are best friends, the internet will make them kiss. Yeah, which I guess is which is sort of eh. sort of a, and maybe it's a, it's at least a variant of rule 34, yeah. Yeah, I guess if we're going to talk about dumb rules that somebody on dumb internet forum made up to be oh, okay. dumb about. Well, if we're going to talk about dumb internet things <laughs> while we're at it. You've all lost the game. Oh, isn't that stupid? It's stupid. It's, anyway. It's really stupid, but they just lost. I hate you again. <laughs> now I hate you. I loved you earlier and now I hate you. <laughs> Uh, I kiss your cheek, and then every morning <laughs> you tell I me I've lost the game. Lost the game. <laughs> oh. Nope. Now we're getting a divorce. <laughs> That's how quick it goes from in love to divorce. <laughs> Remember this, fellas. Okay, so within the top ten, how many of the Puse Tasty image searches are them having their uh, having their kiss having their kiss, their kiss the moment? Bed? Three. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Within the top ten, there are exactly zero. Oh, shit. Because they have too many best friend moments. They do have a ton of best friend moments. Uh, it is actually the 11th result. Oh. So just outside oh. the top ten. Anyway, that's cool. Yeah, I do I, love them. Oh, they're so good. Like, in the uh, in the season in particular, when uh, Husey is uh, kind of spiraling a little bit, mm-hmm. and she's doing all of her homebrew mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm, ceiling. Mm-hmm. And Tasty's got to kind of, you know, pull her friend up. Yes. Yeah, that's, oh, that's it's so, so good. So good. Yep. The only good thing about that particular season, I feel like. Cause yeah, that, is, is that the same season with... Uh, with the Australian girl? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not great. Okay, so next up, I've got in uh, Know Your Google, Best Friends Edition. Okay. I've got Hamlet and Horatio. Oh, ho, ho. Yes, I've gone a little more old school in this one. Indeed. Ham- Horatio, of course, being Hamlet's best friend, bestie in, best the, in the Shakespeare BFF. play. And if I Google Hamlet Horatio uh-huh. and I go to the shopping tab. <laughs> okay. Yes. I'm sure there's a lot of Hamilton uh, Horatio t-shirts to buy. Yes, also some Hamlet Horatio t-shirts. What did, what did I say? You said Hamilton because you're <laughs> obsessed with Hamilton. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I really didn't mean to do that. Just, <laughs> but I was looking at Hamilton shirts today. 
So I think that may be where I went with that. Yes, because your name is Hamilton and you're here to say, <laughs> I love t-shirts in a major way. Well, I was like, man, wouldn't it be cool to get one with like the star logo with the guy on top? The Hamilton yeah. logo? That would be sweet as hell. Okay, so when I search Hamlet Horatio yes. under shopping, yes. uh, I get a pretty overwhelming number of uh, prints of a particular picture. The pictures are overwhelmingly of Hamlet and Horatio in a particular setting. Okay. Is this setting a castle? Mm-hmm. A graveyard? Mm-hmm. A mountaintop? Mm-hmm. Or a church? I know what my answer will be. I'm not going to hem and haw on this one. All right. I'm going to go with the graveyard because of that's where he does the... Alas, poor Yorick. I knew him, Horatio. You are absolutely 100% correct. You What? What? You know your Google slash... You I know, know my Hamlet. 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 I think when it comes to Hamlet, we the all... The Prince of Denmark or whatever. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, though, we all really just want to see that fake Hamlet that was in the last action hero with Arnold. <laughs> Well, the guy's like, stay thy hand, fair prince. Yeah, I kind of remember that. This is unfair. Yep. <laughs> okay, so next up on Know Your Google, mm -hmm. Friends, Best Friends Edition. We are Best Friends Edition, Know Your Google. I have Abby and Alana. Aw, shit. Broad yep. City. Yep. From the hit comedy series, Broad City, and... Uh, these two ladies, when I run Abby and Alana through Google and I go to the image tab, mm -hmm. you get a pretty, pretty interesting mix of images. I would like you to put the following images in order. Okay. From when they appear first to when they appear last. All right. We have Abby and Alana in front of a brick wall. All right. Classic, Classic comedy. comedy club Yes, style. yes. We have Abby and Alana in a bodega sipping a yoo-hoo. Okay, that feels like it could be taken right from the program. We have Abby and Alana in a field of flowers uh, covered in some of the flowers. Okay, that sounds like it's from a magazine shoot or maybe from a dream sequence <laughs> of the program. And we have Abby and Alana uh, holding up a picture frame in front of themselves as if to say, Oh wow! Look at where we're we're framed. We're wacky. Okay. Um. All right. Number one, I'm going to say in a bodega shape and yuhu. Number two seems pretty quintessentially them. Yes. I'm gonna say number two frame because it's quirky and you put it in a magazine because it's like oh look at these ladies on their hit TV show. Let's do a mini article on them. That's the that's the picture you'd use. You know. <laughs> right. Right. Then I'm gonna go with field of flowers. Then I'm going to go with Brick Wall. That's everything, yes? It is. Okay. But uh, unfortunately, you were wrong. Oh. RJ, I've been doing so poorly at these games. Pretty much all counts on that one. I think you've, got, you've gotten Field of Flowers, and that is it. They are in the exact order that I gave them to you. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> they are Brick Wall, Bodega Yoohoo, Field of Flowers, and Picture Frame. In that order. RJ's a son of a bitch. Sorry, I yawned. <laughs> RJ's a son of a bitch. But on an upside, I did give you a Broad City question. Yes. You do love Broad City. I do love Broad City. 
It's a great program. It's a great television program. Like that episode when they're trying to sneak through airport security and she's got the period pants on? Yeah. Yeah. That one made me laugh way too fucking hard. Not enough good period jokes out there, I have to say. I feel like the number's on the rise. Yeah. Come on, ladies. Let's gross out the dudes. Train wreck. Gross them out. It's our turn to gross out the dudes. (laughs) You're going to have to try a lot harder. Just say period blood. That'll get most dudes. Yeah, very true. They're like, oh, your body has functions that are not my own. If that blood was coming out of your arm, I'd be fine. (laughs) Okay, so last up, Mm -hmm. know your Google best friends edition. I have Troy and Abed. Aw, shit. Troy and Abed from the uh, Six Seasons and a Movie show community. Right. Love them. Yes, absolutely. The, the the best. Now, Troy and Abed are perhaps best known on the show for hosting a fake uh, morning mm-hmm. show. Troy and Abed, Troy and in, and the Abed mo- in the morning. In the morning. As just a sort of end credits bit that they would do. Uh, mm-hmm. the week. One of my faves. Yeah, so good. And uh, online, you can actually purchase, uh, under the shopping tab, a Troy and Abed in the morning mug, similar to the one that they used Fuck yeah. Uh, in the bit. Give me the retail price <laughs> within $3 without going over of this Gosh, mug. you and your goddamn prices writing everything. <laughs> within $3 without going over, within five standard deviations. Well, I feel like that gives you more of a range if I actually say that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, within $3. As just being like, yes, no info. I'm going to guess that it's $15. That you seems like an adequate mug price to me. You know your Google. Motherfucker! I finally got one other than Hamlet! Yes, the actual retail price of the Troy and Abed in the Morning mug is $15.63. Aw, shit. I think you win both showcases. Is That's uh, my vacation and my RV. Yes, and my uh, dinette set. <laughs> my Sea-Doo. <laughs> you gotta have a Sea-Doo. A Sea-Doo sounds like... Uh, like you had an accident before. <laughs> Honey, there's a there's there's a sea dew in the hot tub. <laughs> oh no, that's just a Snickers bar. I put it in there to frighten <laughs> Um But that's it for Know Your Google this week. Uh you got uh, two out of five, which isn't which isn't terrible. Not terrible, but I've done better in the past and you know how hyper competitive I am about Know Your Google. You will. You'll cut a bitch over Know Your Google. That's right. Um Thank God nobody's competing against me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I think we're going to go ahead and take a commercial break so that we can uh, make sure that those who own us in both the financial sense and the spiritual sense uh, (laughs) get their recompense. The dastardly dynamo is escaping. Quick, reach for the MacGuffin on my fanny pack of justice. Uh, I don't know how to tell you this. But it's empty. Wait, did you pay the utilities? Um. Has this ever happened to you? Of course it has. Not all heroes were born to affluence and need a little help now and then. That's why your partners here at Paragon Banking and Trust will assemble just the financial portfolio you need to keep fighting the good fight. Just listen to some real testimonials from real life PBNT customers. After my wife and kids were brutally murdered in front of me, I wasn't sure what to do. 
PB&T helped me get my life back on track by getting me the loans I needed to build an arsenal of destruction. Now I take the lives of criminals, but with the added security and peace of mind I need. Thanks, PB&T. And best of all, PB&T doesn't charge you interest. We only charge a monthly fee and one to two one-shot fees, possibly an annual popularity pending. But enough about our extremely easy to comprehend villain. Did you know PB&T also offers insurance? Here's one satisfied customer who started as a loan services client, but crossed over to our latest life-saving product. Being a rock monster's tough. What with the stairs and being able to find a trench coat that fits. But the worst part of all is all the extra wear and tear I put on my home and furniture. After I broke Aunt Petunia's old rocking chair by sitting in it, I knew it was time for a change. PB&T has helped me replace all the nice things I keep clobbering. Thanks, PB&T. <laughs> You're also very welcome, and your timeless heroics are an inspiration to us all. So next time you're stuck in an alternate dimension, or just needing to hide your doomsday weapon in the Kalins, think PB&T. PB&T, we're not playing both sides. Thanks for listening to those commercials. RJ, what do you want to go out on this week? Um, well, Ryan, I'm going to go out like I always do, mm-hmm. uh, of course, which is to say thank you to... Every single person who listens to this show, uh, thanks to anyone who's retweeted the links or given us a rating on iTunes or given us a review on iTunes or just overall said anything positive about the show or just followed the show on on Twitter. That's uh, all very important and it means the world to us. I'd also like to give an especial thanks to uh, a friend of mine who uh, called on the telephone to let me know that he enjoyed the episode. What is this, 1958? Uh, I know, I know. He was he he knocked on the door. He was selling encyclopedias, <laughs> and uh, so thanks, Cobe, for letting me know you enjoyed the show. Thanks, Cobe. Ran. Uh, I wanted to ask what you wanted to go out on this week. Uh, I want to say, hey. Send me an email at govmanpod at gmail.com. I'm waiting on some in- some information about fantasy novels. Do you read fantasy novels? I want to hear about some weird shit in it that the name might be confused for a real occurrence. Yes, the point being is that she's going to give me a list of things that are either real historical events or fantasy novel things, and I'm going to have to guess yes. which is which. It's going to be called Real History or Fantasy Novel. Yes. Or colon, subtitle, who is she? (laughs) Yes. I'm working on the name. I'm workshopping the name. I think it needs more colons. I think it needs more parentheses. Yes. Colon, parentheses, destroy RJ. Yes. The thing is, RJ doesn't read, so you can throw me some stuff from very popular fantasy books, and it'll work. Um... (laughs) It'll work. I've had I've had real good luck finding uh, real life things that I think sound like they might have been from fantasy novels. I have had the opposite of good luck in finding fantasy novel stuff that sounds like it might have come from 
the real life history. Yeah, throw, throw some shit from the Wheel of Time at her. Please, I've read those books. I forget 90% of it. I can't look at specific wikis when I'm at the work computer, so that's really like slowed down my progress yeah. at this. So, Robert Jordan, if you're listening... He's, he's dead. dead. <laughs> <laughs> George R. R. Martin, you can tell me about his books. Although, remember, Game of Thrones is a show and RJ does watch it. Uh, the other thing I would like is for people to get at us on the Twitter feed, which is at uh, GovManPod. Uh, yes, and I'm on Twitter at Upscale Hobo. And I'm on Twitter at R-A-E underscore gun. Okay, so I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Government Mandated Podcast. Thank you for listening to episode number nine. Oh my god, so many. And remember, Big Brother is watching. And he thinks you're born. Your person's here to do for her interview. And you didn't tell her what the fuck are you doing? It's QP time. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, I wish I had. You no. don't know about QP time. <laughs> no, I took. Time. Yes, I know. I know what it means. Well, yeah. I'm the one who told it to you. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you didn't explain it, and I might use this as an outtake. So <laughs> you don't want people to get confused. They'll be like QP. I don't know what that means quarterback that's a qb i i don't know my mcdonald's menu items <laughs> um all i will say is that i would i would like to think a bit more of as a uh hickory do dickory <laughs> Don't forget to, to hang, hang up, up your, your sock. sock oh, your I hate that fucking song so much. <laughs> Is it fair to say it's your least favorite Christmas song? It's fucking up there. I think. Yeah. I think it's. I think it might be. I oh, think it might I, be. Yeah, my least favorite is definitely Santa Baby. I know. Yeah, I hate Santa Baby. I know you don't like. You don't like the predatory nature. Yeah, I don't of like, Santa Baby. <laughs> I don't like the, yeah, I don't like the idea of like sexualizing santa claus overly yeah it's creepy yeah it's too super creeps it's like it, it's a bit like those uh online cosplays where you see like boba fett but it's a chick with like a bikini on it's like so weird yeah it's lame. like it's essentially a bikini but you've got boba fett's mask on yeah, it's yeah. like i picked this up off the floor after we were doing you know our galactic nasty <laughs> I don't know. I've just never. Who the seen fuck am I? Galactic I, nasty. <laughs> that's the Take me this. out back and shoot me. That's the name of this episode now. God damn it! <laughs> I was fine with hot dog trash. <laughs> <laughs>